lovely. I like the sound of the word. It means people can live free. I've always shown you a soldier, not only to defend, but able and willing both to defend and protect. You've already won! But mark my words. This war will be fought not on the frontier or on some distant battlefield, but amongst us, among our homes. Our children will learn of it in their own eyes. And the innocent will die with the rest of us. Hey guys, it's Pack of Patriots here with our fifth episode on the podcast. Uh, I actually have a guest uh, in studio with me. Uh, we're going to start off uh, talking about uh, a lot of different types of rulings that have recently come down the past couple weeks, uh, specifically this week that the government has overseen, and then we'll get into talking. I know I said I wasn't, but I have a guest on, so we'll get into talking about coronavirus a little bit. And then we'll just see where it goes from there. Um, so anyway, let me ask you, what is your opinion on all the stay-at-home orders that we're seeing, especially in Georgia? I think that many times throughout history, you have instances in which the American public, who, mind you, especially for the past 50 years, yeah, I think Vietnam probably, I would say, would have been the last time that uh, Americans had a fear and they didn't have a way to control it, right? So now we have that same thing. Yeah. Uh, And many times during these types of instances, we tend to give up power to the government because they can do things much more quickly uh, and, well, I wouldn't say efficiently, but but quickly, yeah. let's say. And uh, so, and in the short term, that is something that I think is a good. Yeah. That we do need certain help in certain times that the government right. can provide. Now well, the problem is oh, is when 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 that is over, when that's yeah. when that's done. What happens then? Are those powers then given back to the people? Yes. I, that's no. what I worry yeah, about. Yeah. I, I, no. I mean, they're really not. But I mean, it's really good you mentioned that because I had totally forgotten about the whole you know, 60s, 70s, and 80s with the Cold War. But it, sure. it, it really wasn't until, you know, 2001 when they enacted the Patriot Act that our liberties mm. really started being stripped. Because even in the Cold War, when the government did enact certain protocols, it wasn't necessarily like ripping power from the individual states and the individual people. It was more kind of collectively going, hey, here's some protocols we've come out with as, as a nation for national security. And then, you know, you had 2001, 9-11, and all of a sudden the government did a lot of a lot of invasive unconstitutional right. rulings in the Patriot well, you, Act. Well, you mentioned something interesting during the Cold War. You know, you did have um, certain government powers that that fifty years prior would have been overreach. Right. Right. And and of course that continues to to become more overreaching as time goes on. But oh, what's yeah. interesting is you say that uh, that we do have same in the Cold War. We had sort of a rally around the flag the flag effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to say that uh, that is is sort of put into our society, right? Yeah. Because I like well, to think I like to think that as Americans that will come naturally to us. Yeah. But I do think that 
that could be one of the certain things that will, you know, you're, you're showing one hand over here, but you're really doing something nefarious with the other. Right. And, that's, and that could be an instance in, hey, let's rally around the flag. And then in the other instance, the government's going to be doing something down here that, right. that, could, uh, that it, could be nefarious. You right. Know? It's the old magician trick, you know, pay sure. attention to your left hand while your right hand, you know, take, takes the coin and puts it somewhere else. It's a trick as old as time. Yeah. Which is really funny because I mean, people still fall for it. You know, they go, you know, they go to these magic shows and stuff, you know, just to be able to, mm. to really fool themselves. And it seems like just in society in general that it's really, you know, going more and more that, um, People are just, I mean, it's its literally, it's the government is repeating stuff that they've done through history. Sure. I mean, Cold War, you know, I'm sure they did it before that. The Cold War is really the only time well, I, I can think I, of. I don't, I don't, I don't think that it's the government repeating history. I mean, well, history repeats itself. Right. It needs right. no, and, it needs no common government or, yeah, or something. It, it will do it on its own. It will. And that was the wrong. That was and wrong. that's simply due to ignorance of the right. populace. Yeah, that's, well, that's what it is. It, it is, but it's, you know, and I, and I said that wrong. The, the government doesn't repeat history. History does repeat itself, sure. like you said. But the government, time and time again, as we see as history repeats, always takes advantage of crisis, situations, fear. That's why yeah. uh, Benjamin Franklin said, you know, would you rather have liberty or safety? Because you can't have both, and if you try, you're going to deserve neither and lose both. And we'll lose both, yeah. Well, isn't that funny, right? We can't let any – the Democrats said it best too, right? We can't yeah. let any crisis or tragedy go on. Go to waste. Go to waste, yeah. right? Well, so, uh, whether, know, I believe it was Chicago mayor. What was it? Uh, Rob Emanuel or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's been said multiple times before that, but I, oh, think, of I think he was the most recent one that has said it. Yeah. But, I mean, you also got to think about too – with this whole coronavirus thing, it's it's really a new form of fear tactic because you've got all these headlines, and uh, this just all it is is you know to to inspire fear. And guys, real quick, I'm gonna play you a couple clips of uh, something I pieced together talking about the headlines, and we're gonna have a movie quote from Fee from Vendetta come after it, and then we're gonna come back and talk about that some more. So just give us. Just a brief second and hold on with us and we will be right back. Yeah, ordering residents to stay at home until June 10. Virus killing more people in the U.S. than the terror attacks of 9-11. I never felt so deeply sad and distraught. The numbers are simply mind-boggling. We could reach more than 200,000 deaths, according to the More experts. than 4,000 falling to COVID-19. Where the healthcare system is overrun and undermanned. Over 3,600 lives lost in a battle just beginning. You're looking for the guilty. You need only look into a mirror. I know why you did it. I know you were afraid. Who wouldn't be? War, terror, disease. There were a myriad of problems which conspired to corrupt your reason and rob you of your common sense. Fear got the best of you. Once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity. All right, guys, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, but anyway, listening to those headlines, what were you thinking as far as them really using the statistics and the probabilities that, you know, 200,000 people are going to die yeah. and, and using the fear mongering or fear tactics of, oh, this is already deadlier than 9-11, which is, is kind of like, well, well, there's been a lot of stuff deadlier than 9-11, you know, in just our recent history. I mean, you know, take... <laughs> 
take the um, well, SARS. I mean, any yeah, any of the viruses the, the, that we've had the, for yeah, the, the past the, the, the 20, 30 years. Flu, I mean, car accidents in a month. I, I mean, mean, granted, you know. 2,900 and, and, and some odd lives lost on a single day, on a yeah. single morning yeah, is, just, is just, horribly tragic. But, but what was it, less than less than two hours? Right, I mean, you right. know, especially with all the firefighters and stuff, the people died right afterwards, not even including, you know, the towers. And then the, the people that are still dying today from complications. Sure. No, but uh, I think that uh, the... The headlines, I mean, we should expect that from the mainstream media. Let's just get that off the table, right? Yeah. I mean, again, it doesn't matter uh, what Trump, President Trump does. Right. Uh, it is going to be bad no matter what. So I expect that from him. What I worry about is whether or not the American public will take that as, uh, if they'll see through that. Yeah. Right? Because it's very important that people realize that those are two completely yeah. separate instances. You know, One is caused by an invisible enemy, a virus, right. Which, and China. But <laughs> the other is caused by, you know, terrorists. Yeah. Right? So and, so you can't combine the two. You can't right. compare the and, two. It's and, not fair. Yeah, and, you know, like you were saying, it's just it's two different worlds. I mean, you can't compare a battle sure. in World War One that cost 700,000 lives to a flu season. I mean, it's like, it's totally different. Even though, you know... The, the fatalities are basically the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, you know, that brings up another interesting point is with all of this going on, like coronavirus is definitely a virus. It's definitely deadly to some people. And it should be taken seriously. Right. Although as serious as we're taking it now, I really don't know just because, I mean, nobody takes the flu this seriously, even though the flu, like I said, worldwide, and this is from John Hopkins, a study of John Hopkins, killed an estimated between 530,000 people and 720-something thousand people. Sure. You know, so, I mean, the flu is definitely much more deadly, but people still go about their lives. I guess the one good thing coming from coronavirus is the flu, <laughs> the infections have gone down this spring. Of course. Yeah. You know. Well, the, again, and just as we shouldn't and can't compare 9-11 to coronavirus, I right. don't think we really should compare the coronavirus to the common flu. Right. Right? Well, I mean, like... Because, because there are certain things, hospitals have long prepared for the common flu. Yeah, well... For, for decades. But the, also, we have a, a vaccine for the common flu. Well, for, right? one, and, for, for one strand of the common and flu. The other thing is, is that, and the other thing is, is that... Uh, you also see uh, primarily, and you see this with the corona as well, but you yeah. also have pre- people with pre-existing conditions, it affecting much more than at rates than, uh, than the flu. So, oh, yeah. So I do think that uh, y- you have to treat it a little differently uh, yeah. because it is a different circumstance. So again, right. I, but, do, but the, the biggest thing is at what point, right? And, mm-hmm. and I never, I hate comparing financial markets to lives saved or lives yeah. lost. But again, at well, what peril to the United States, really world standing, yeah. are we going to, to affect, or are we going to crush that for right. perhaps whatever uh, well, lives may be able to be saved? You know, it's, it's really funny that you said that you can't compare lives to financial markets. But I mean, if you really think about it, the financial markets are going to impact much more lives down the road. Absolutely. You know, just because of the, you know, the the inflation, currency, price of food, you know, all this suicide other Suicide rates right. due to layoffs. Yeah. And, you know, then you've got... You Homelessness. Know, that, you've got... Starvation. Increased divorce rates. You've got increased, you know, 
Um, well, I mean, you, you, diseases. I, I mean, you you've got all these people like right. going to stores hoarding toilet papers. Like, okay, great for them. The rest of us are now going to get diseases because we can't wipe our asses. I mean, it's 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 right. it's humorous. Hello, cholera. But it, but it's a dark. Yeah, you know, cholera. You've got um, what else comes from that? You've got cholera. You've got a couple different uh, I don't diseases know. that originate from sure. you know improper right <laughs> improper sanitation right, but. You know, and, and I get what you mean. Like, you can't compare the flu to the coronavirus. Mm. But as far as what we're seeing the government doing, I mean, the federal government hasn't yet, although it's been floated that they're and rumored that they're going to. But all these state governors shutting down their states, you know, as an enacting a form of a police state type thing. I mean, like, do you, especially with like the papers and stuff, and I'm really hesitant, hesitate to make this comparison, although it is a comparison, but I mean, Nazi Germany also had that and germany before you know nazi germany was really a thing had that too as far as you know let me see your papers and you know all this other stuff and like do you get worried when our government's this blatant in tyranny i i do worry about it right i am a conscientious observer at this time yeah now, and, and like, when like, a month just, from now, right? J- just legal reasons and serious reasons. I'm not saying start a revolution over this. We're just talking about, <laughs> you know, how how bad the government is overreaching at this point and stuff. But you left off a conscientious observer for right now. <laughs> sure. Yes. For for right now, I'm, I'm cautiously watching the situation. Yeah. Right. I do think that uh, we could say we're here in Georgia, right? I yeah. do think that uh, Governor Kemp does have. Uh, you know the the citizens in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's anything nefarious coming from him. I don't think that he's trying to steal our rights. Right. Right. But what I do worry about is federally, yeah. after everything has settled down, um, you know what what that world looks like. Right. And, well, and, I mean, and, and 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 I do think that the population, the United States population, will change on their own. Yeah. Right. I, I think well, that you'll have a hard time packing out movie theaters from here on out. Yeah. It's going to be extremely hard. Well, you know, I, but but at the same time, they did say that about after nine eleven with the flying and the movie theaters and all these different soft targets, and yet you know, I, it was it was like that for a couple years, yeah. and then you know, along with most of history, people just seem to forget, forget about forget it. And about it's like, okay, yeah. let's just go back to doing what we always. Do. So I mean, unfortunately, you know, for the next couple of years, I definitely agree with that. I think right. that we'll see a change of people's behavior, but. You know, like I said, people have very short memories and they tend to go back doing the same things, even though the consequences are what you're written in black and white type stuff. But Well, as long as we don't eat bats, we should be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're that Chinese end of the country who eat bats, you know. But um, that, but that brings me to another point, too. At what point do you think that the government is going to officially go too far? Because, I mean, we see all these instances of abuse and you know, power taking throughout history. And especially now, it's not really so much as what they're doing now because it's not on a federal level. It's on, you know, state-by-state level. Right. But it's setting legal precedent, which through the courts could be deemed, you know, precedent for armed confiscation of firearms or armed this or this if there's something that bad happens, you know. Well, again, the the area in which I draw the line, and it... Ironically, has already happened, right. but soon reversed is the closure of firearms stores, well, no, uh, but of you, gun stores. Not even that, but what about all the pastors that have been arrested with church? I mean, in 1776, if 
the British would have arrested a pastor of a church for preaching. I mean, that would that would have been total war right there. Who cares about the rest of the country? That town would have been a war. I well, mean, I now think... there's been multiple pastors arrested for just having church. Right. You know, it's a very complex situation. Yeah. Because in 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 one hand, you want people to stay home. Right. As a constitutionalist conservative, I want people to stay home. Yeah. I think that's the best but, place I mean, for them at least for the short term. Right. But it, it goes back. But to again, the, I don't want the federal government saying stay home. Right. And it goes back to dangerous so, liber- liberty and peaceful I slavery. Know. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's really you can only have one or the other because you, you can't mix them and expect, you know, to keep both of them. I mean, at some point you have to say, OK, they're reaching way too far. This is not mm. something we should be doing. <clears throat> You know what? What happened to our freedoms? And honestly, you can argue that we really don't have any unrestricted freedoms at all, like in any area of life. Like there's there's no unrestricted freedoms. I mean, you oh, might have okay. you might have had that in the very beginning of the country before they started mm-hmm. enacting all these laws. But as far as like violating the Constitution, well, we, we've really seen that in the past hundred years. If you think about it, anything you do is either taxed or regulated. Right. Everything, right? Everything except breathing. I think that's the only thing. <laughs> well, if you want to take clean air taxes for, let's say, gas or, you know, businesses, manufacturers, then, yeah, I would say taxes or uh, well, air yeah, is taxed. There you go. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I mean indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, uh, I do think that uh, you have to be very cautious in certain areas. And uh, in the short term for extenuating circumstances as such as the one we're in now. Right. I do think that the government should be afforded certain well, powers. Well, listen, let me ask you uh, and, this. And, and, and we see a lot of that in the, uh, you know, emergency powers that right. President Trump has already enacted. Which, you know, consequently, I mean, he's not the only president to enact emergency powers. I mean, Obama did it, Bush did it, well, Let's not forget it, Trump Bush did it senior. for the border. Right. Right. We, we yeah. he did it for the border I mean, less than not, a year and a half ago. Right. So I do think that the the word uh, state of emergency or, right. or, or whatever the, the uh, political or legal term for it is, it's muddy. It's muddied down. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, it's watered it's, down it's, because it's, it's commonly used. It's really yeah, commonly used for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know the the one thing that I start really wondering about is I mean you know we talked about the precedent and everything, but the stuff that they're doing in the the legislative and everything, such as closing gun stores. Um, and I don't mean to drop this bombshell on you. I forgot to tell you earlier when we were talking today, but Congress is trying to push through a anti gun. Legislation. When aren't they? And they're hiding it. When aren't they? Well, yeah, but this one, like, if you go read it, it's talking about an all-out ban and confiscation of anything they deem assault weapons, which is hilarious because the whole term assault weapons is non-existent. Mm-hmm. It just they can make it fit whatever they want to fit. I mean, you could have a 1911 pistol, 45, and it be deemed an assault weapon because it's a semi-automatic. I mean, they're not gonna be happy until everybody has muzzle loaders and bayonets, and then they're gonna take both of those away. Yeah. Well. What I see is that at this point in time, we have the most gun owners that we've ever had. Right. Right. Two point two point five million guns. Yeah. In March alone. Yeah. Well, according to the NRA. Well, see now you get all these liberals who are always against. Oh, you can't have an AR. All of a sudden, going, hey, can I borrow this? And you right. Go, and they're no, pissed. And they're having to go to the store and wait and twenty pissed, days to get. They're one. pissed off for the waiting period. Yeah. yeah. Isn't how ironic, right? And they don't realize. <laughs> they don't realize yeah, the, it, the, for. Let's let's uh, look at the coronavirus as you know. See the see the uh, 
yeah. the the twilight on the horizon <laughs> and say that at least we have ex- allowed liberals to experience yeah. what it is like to buy a firearm because yeah. they didn't know and that is one of the worst that's that's one of the problems when they're coming up with anti-gun legislation right. is they have is- no clue how it works. And they're figuring out too because they're like, oh, well, I'm law abiding citizens. We all have to go through the same process. Same. Like, like we're not going, you know, conservatives are like, oh, hey, you know, you can buy this, this, or this. Liberals are like, oh, no, you can't buy that. It's, sure. it's, it's all, it's uniform. As long it's as it has same. a wood stock, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> can we agree on that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, synthetic stock, I don't think they make too many, uh, too many of them out of wood anymore. I die. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I play the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, going back to the precedent being set, though, I mean, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say legally it's being set up to where, you know, we're going to look back in 20, 30 years and just be like, this was really the starting point of just an all-out power grab. And I'm not blaming Trump. I'm not saying Trump's doing it. But just the government and the people in government that are powerful. No, once once people have power, they don't want to lose it. That's just – it's human – uh, you know what's the word? It's 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 human nature. Sure. Like once you have power, you don't want to lose that. You like being in control. You want to keep being in control. But I really think that this coronavirus, with them seeing how easy people are rolling over because they're scared, you know, is really going to lead to a lot more, and like I said, a lot more tyranny, but also a lot more blatant, you know, disregard for human rights, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know, and just everything else that our country has previously held sacred. I mean, schools are getting canceled. Churches are shut down. I mean, I saw one pastor say, you know, I always knew the United States was going to eventually try to regulate churches. He goes, I never thought all they'd have to do is just ask. Yeah. You know? Didn't think it was going to be voluntary. No, you know, but that's, that's, uh, there's a speech Reagan did, uh, Time for Choosing, uh, and he actually, he said, you know, that one of the Russian leaders at the time told his people that when our time comes, you know, to be taken over, it'll be voluntary because he's heard so many voices from our side saying, you know, peace at any price, safety, you know, all this other stuff. You know, and it's just, I wonder if he was, and he wasn't the most conservative president, but I wonder if he was alive today, how terrified he would have been to know that his words that he spoke in the speech actually came true because nobody listened. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it, it's. I would assume a, a smart man like that would expect it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's different than from expecting something than actually yeah. like seeing it happen. To, right. I mean, not just one or two people, but I mean, like just an entire nation of hundreds yeah. of millions of people. I know. You know, I mean, it's just. I agree with you. It's ridiculous, but you know, turning to talk a little bit to Boogaloo because that was what my last podcast Uh-oh. was about. No, but did, I mean. So in the Revolutionary War... To Boogaloo War, or not to Boogaloo? <laughs> that is the yeah, question. That is the question. No, but uh, in the opening, there was a small clip at the very end uh, from Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was saying, you know, in the movie The Patriot, he was staunchly against starting a war, you know, primarily because it wasn't going to be what people expected. It wasn't going to be fought on your backyard. It wasn't going to be fought in your neighbor's houses. You know, people would die. They would get killed. It would be, you know, it'd be the... It'd be a war fighting basically in your own house. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of these people that want a boogaloo and want a, another revolution, for those of you who don't know what boogaloo is, please listen to my last podcast. I explained it, I promise. But um, I don't think they really get 
what it's going to entail. Do you even see that being like a realistic possibility for that happening? Or do you a think that situation? It, yeah, or do you uh, think it's just like a meme thing? Of course, right? Yeah. The, we saw it best in 2016. And I can't say that all 62.7, million Trump voters. 61.9. No, it's 62. Was it? Yes. Okay, 62.9. 62.9. Please pause this and uh, <laughs> double check my facts, please. Uh, I don't think that all, I like to think that all six, or I don't yeah. think that all 62.9 uh, million Trump voters are gun toting. You know, uh, it, right. it, it would be irresponsibly to think that. Unfortunately. But I do it, it, think. It, it, you know, it'd be a nice thought to be sure. really wrong about that. And like all 62 make me, million. Make me feel AR-15s, a lot safer. 15s bayonets, grenade launchers. You know what I mean? That'd be, that'd be But nice. what I do think is that a large majority of those 62.9 million people are still constitutional loving patriots. Well, so I do think that if worse comes to worse, at the end of the day, if such violations of our first or second amendments, I mm-hmm. think those and possibly uh, fourth um, I, I do think that if any of those are violated, I do think that you would see. Uh, and, and again, let's 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 define the word violated because yeah, you because could argue the, that the, 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 every the Second single, Amendment every has single long one, been violated. Every single one of them is violated. I think the right. tenth one has probably been raped more than any of the other ones. Well, sure, yeah, and, and I think a lot of people forget that the Tenth Amendment is is one of the most important. Yeah, because I mean, it, it basically. It, you can mm-hmm. argue it basically makes all the other amendments after that null and void. You know, you you could have a very convincing legal argument with that. I don't agree with that. I think that the Tenth Amendment affords the rights to, of the state to dictate anything not. And I mean, that's that's obviously the legal definition of it. But, right. Uh, I I don't. I, I think that. I, I mean. I think that the federal government has one become too powerful. Oh, absolutely. And and, and that's one hundred percent because. Of money, I mean, yeah. they they by far outweigh any state as far as funding. Money right. and power, right? Both. Well, exactly. There's, I mean, you have both of those. You have a, a recipe for tyranny, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you really do. I think I, I I think that people have forgotten the Tenth Amendment, probably due to our public school system. But I'd say this that, is but, a huge but large realize, part. But, but you realize know, this: would, that that you, the Tenth Amendment affords you the ability to. Move if you don't like the the uh, certain rules in one state. Right. right, we see that Californians are moving to Texas oh, and turning the turning it blue. I mean, I, I, <laughs> what are they thinking? But with if if you didn't have that, you would have a federal power that yeah. the whole country would look the same politically well, speaking yeah. and law and, and, and with regards to laws. Yeah, and, so and, you know, I think I, that's very important. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've said this in a lot of other episodes, but. The Bill of Rights wasn't, you know, going, okay, you know, this is this is the power we're giving to the federal government. It was it was telling the federal government, listen, this is the stuff that you can't touch. You've got power outlined in the Constitution. The Bill of Rights is limiting that even further. You know, you're not allowed to put any type of regulation on this or this or this. You're not allowed to court troops in your home, you know, no banning freedom of speech, all this other stuff. And if you look at states' constitutions, most of them took after the United States Constitution. But you know, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution is not for the individual states. It's for the federal government, which the federal government has totally disregarded, you know, and stuff like the income tax or 
prohibition and how they had to do the whole and income tax was supposed to be temporary as well right no no it was uh okay no no that was um 1920 yeah it was it was actually a a little i think it was 1916 or 17 but it was it didn't sunset are you sure yeah okay i'll have to check my facts on that well wait we're talking about income tax or prohibition income tax yeah no that was from my understanding of it it was presented as a temporary thing but then it was when it was written. It was written in a permanent, continue permanent thing. But um, but I mean, you have so many of these amendments that just rip all the power from the people and give it to the government. And you know, it's, it's our fault because if the people would have actually stood up to the government, they couldn't have done anything. Mm-hmm. You know. But going back to Boogaloo for a second, what do you think is going to set it off? I mean, there's there's. I mean, we've seen in Virginia. You know, with them trying to sign in those anti-gun legislations, you had a huge protest there, a lot of armed uh, civilians and everything. But, you know, the next week they passed half of it anyway and then put the other half on hold until next year. Next year. So, I mean, is it really going to do anything if there's no violence? I mean, there's only so much a protest is going to really accomplish. I think right now we need to heavily invest in our lobbying agencies. Yeah. The NRA, for whatever you think of it, I mean... I was once an NRA member, no longer an NRA <laughs> member, right? Yeah. Uh, I do think that possibly they may spend money in the wrong areas. But right now, right, before we even think about Boogaloo, I think we right. need to, uh, well, the Virginia Civil Liberty Defense, yeah. right? Very, very good organization mm-hmm. that helped a lot with Virginia. Did yeah. they, did they and, get everything? No, because no. they didn't have the backing, the right. full backing of the American people. Right. And, you know, and, and that's really, that's the thing, too, is... You know, this thing's not going to, you know, this war next war, civil war, revolution of Boogaloo, whatever anybody wants to call it, it's not going to start tomorrow. It's going to be years, if not maybe a few and decades. And I don't think the there's going to be a singular day in which you could say it started here. It started then. Yeah. I think it's going to be sort of a, a, it's be a, gradual, a continuing just rage in, brewing so, in, so, in American patriots so, that at one point it just kind of breaks in certain right. places in the country. You may so, see civil unrest and, and then... The whole bandwagon may start. Yeah, you know something well, like you, that. Well, you know it's 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 really interesting you said this because like if we if we go back in history, which nobody does anymore, and look at the founding. I mean, you had stuff like the Boston Tea Party, the Boston Massacre. You had Bunker Hill, but you had mm-hmm. Lexington Conquer, but you had all these events that nobody can really see. I mean, everybody says okay, it was Lexington shot heard around the world, you know, on the on the green and everything. I believe the date was April nineteenth, seventeen seventy five, but. That really didn't. That really wasn't the spark. I mean, you could argue, you know, just years past. But then again, you know, Ireland. I talked about this in one of my other podcasts with the Irish Republican Army. You know, it was just it was you know hundred years building up, and then it just kind of snapped, and then it went quiet for a couple of years, and then it just brought back and still you, fighting you, today. Right. I mean, the, you, you still have the IRA, which yeah. a lot of people labeled terrorist. You have very few people that say they're not. The media and everything's really muddled. The waters with that. But I mean, regardless, that's a story for another day. Yeah, but they're, but I mean, whatever you think of them, they're fighting to get Ireland out of British control. Yeah, you know, using whatever means necessary. Which, you know, again, I'm not saying they're not terrorists. I'm not saying they are, but I am saying that they're very nationalist. They're very, I want Ireland and I don't want any British. Which I could side with, right? But, I mean, certain tactics, certain events can, right. can 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 not make make them look as good as right. they could look, right? right. So. And you know, but. You know, I, I get what you're saying, but 
Optics uh, is a big thing when you're talking. Yeah. And that, and which, that's, which is a very interesting point, and I think I, w- I want to talk about that yeah, if go I can. Yeah, go ahead. Is the optics of a boogaloo, right? Yeah. Because it's very important marketing more than anything, right? <laughs> yeah. It is very important for not only recruiting people that you may want on your side, mm-hmm. but also just, uh, you know, it's something that would go down in history. Right. right, a revolution, you know, a second civil war in America. Yeah, you, you would have to. So be, you have to have very to carefully. It, it, you know, it's it's it, it almost sounds like we're like talking about setting up a business as far as like optics, and it really is like I think that's as, what it is. as that's really why. as bad as it is to compare it, war is really like a business in that sense because you have to take in the money part of it because you have to have money to keep a war going. You have to take in the PR. support part of it. You know, image rating yeah. and all this other stuff, and it really. And then you, you have to also think about also in the back of your mind, what about the global media? Because that's one reason that the IRA has been labeled a terrorist so harshly is because you had England start running with it. And then America jumped on the bandwagon and labeled them terrorists without even looking into anything. And then you had, you had all these other countries. So now globally, they're terrorists. But if you go to Ireland and you talk to somebody about the IRA, nine times out of ten, they're going to go, oh, no, that's that's our patriots. That's our minimum. That's Ireland's. Well, I look know, at the rally in Virginia that yeah. happened. Uh, I forget the date, but... Yeah, it was back in uh, January. I think, I think it was January 20-something. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, you saw regular citizens that you would normally see on the street. They just happened yeah. to have an AR-15 in their hand. <laughs> oh, no, no, not only that, they were in full kits, body armor, you know, glasses. But in that, here, here, here's where the optics comes in, right? Yeah. Are the saw mask... Is yeah. that a is that a good thing to wear? Is that optically, as far as public relations, is that something you want tied to your to your revolution, right? right. For lack of, or, I guess well, that's a good term for yeah, it. Yeah, no, I mean a, a revolution at this point really is because I don't think there's any way the government's going to fracture and go to war with itself. I think at this well, point no. it will be a revolution versus a civil war. Yes, it'll be citizenry versus uh, tyranny. Tyranny, yeah. But again, you have to very you have to closely think of that about that because. Much as we do with Antifa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, their physical appearance means a lot. Well, that and also the the stuff they put out because, you know, on like these snippets of TV stuff, they're like, oh, we're, you know, really right-wingers and all this other stuff, but we're anti-fascist. But then all the documentation they put out says the exact opposite. It says they're hardcore fascist, borderline communist. Mm. You know, and it just, you know, but but I get what you're saying, though. It's like... You know, and that was the IRA thing too. Going back to them, they were wearing the ski mask, mm-hmm. you know, the camouflage and the black berets. Yep. But then you also have to think of too with how the governments are in present day. Can you afford to really show your face and then expect your family not to have any repercussions? Kind of like back in the Revolutionary War. I do because I think the most efficient type of revolution has a leader. Right. I think that 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 you should be able to show your face, right? Because. If it gets to the point of a revolution in America, uh, I do think that you would have some sort of structure behind the revolution. Yeah. And I think that is extremely important to have structure behind the revolution. Right. And and in that instance, then you would be, I don't know, depending on how far along you are in your revolution, yeah. okay to show your face. And, and, and if you're well, not okay to show your face, then you have to think about how strongly you feel about that cause. Well, you know, but you also got to think about too, and I think a lot of people don't know this, because again, most, you know, public school systems do a terrible job teaching history. Parents at this point, you know, 
teaching anything education related is almost non-existent. Like they don't really teach their kids history at all. But the signers of the Declaration, the fifty-six men that signed the Declaration of Independence, signed their death warrant. Yeah, but they kept it secret for six months until the King of England had time to read it and then, you know, send orders back across the ship. Right. So, I mean, like, regardless of he didn't use Twitter. <laughs> Didn't exist back then. Yeah. I'm sure he wished. I'm sure he wished it would have. Would have been a little quicker than uh, yeah. sailing, huh? It would have. But I mean, but that just goes to show you. I mean, you know, you you do have to take it seriously. You know, you can't just have, you know, a public figure like um, who's a big Hollywood actor right now, uh, Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. You know, you can't have him go, okay, we're gonna start a revolution, and then think nothing's gonna happen. You know, I mean, like once you get to that point, by your government, that's treasonous. It's being a traitor. And you've, at that point, signed your own death warrant. I mean, even now, there's been quite a few people that hypothetically are talking, you know, always make sure to specify in, you know, group chats and everything. This is hypothetical, you know, so what if it's not saying we're... I, I like to believe, call me naive, but I like to believe that the current United States government, even under a Democrat, would not slay American citizens. I'm sorry. I'm just call me naive. I'm just, but again, I don't think that would be the case. Now, if they pose an immediate threat, like um, in a firefight, then of course I understand somebody dying on either side. But I don't think that the American government is going to take POWs in a revolution and kill them. I I don't see that happening. Not in today's. I I don't know what the future holds. But in any American government we've had, either. 20 years past or 20 years in the future. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Uh, man, I, I don't know. I just, I think of uh, Eric Stalwell, you know, saying, you know, Beto O'Rourke, but especially the guy from California, Eric Stalwell, going, we'll nuke him. We'll drop a nuke on American citizens. I mean, you remember when he said that. And he was a candidate for president. Well, and Biden said, you got to have Hellfire missiles. Yeah. If you, if you want the Second Amendment, you got to have your Hellfire missiles, yeah. too. I, mean, I guess they forgot about uh, us taking on the British, right? Yeah. With uh, well, muskets and cannons. Not even that, but we had advanced weaponry than the average British soldier did. Our rifles were much... They were uh, they were bored-out rifles. They weren't smooth barrel like the British had. The British had the brown best rifle, which had no rifling in the barrel. And then Americans had... Americans invented the rifled barrel, you know, putting the sure. spin on it and everything. And, you know, now all of a sudden we don't have superior weapons. We have... Are you believe a lot of inferior weapons than the government? You mean in the citizenry? Yeah, in the population. Yeah, American we have a, we, yeah, American population has a lot of inferior weapons than the government, and that was thanks to Reagan, you know, putting in the ban of you can't buy anything. Right after after nineteen eighty six and creating the ATF, these background checks and all this all fun stuff that we're now seeing the disastrous right. consequences of. Right. Again, but, heed the warning, folks. Yeah. Heed the warning, I mean, right? In the current situation, right? Completely different, the coronavirus. Right. But again, you see in the past certain rights or certain powers afforded to the government uh, that never were given back. Under under Republican and Democratic presidents. Right. I mean, it's just at that point, it's just kind of like power's power. It doesn't, the, the, the R and D next to their name doesn't make one damn bit of difference. No. Of course not. It's of course just, not. It's ridiculous, but we got to end tonight. Otherwise, I think that uh, the listeners are going to get a little bored. But uh, I want to thank you for being on the show. My and pleasure. If you ever want to come back, just let me know, and I'm sure I'll probably get some direct messages and everything going. Hey, can you please have this guy back? Yeah. Uh, I so, it. but uh, anyway, listen. Thank you so much for a great one, and I yes, appreciate sir. it. And guys, 
Uh, we'll be back next week. I'm and we be... can't shake hands. It's Corona. Oh, I'm sorry. It's yeah, corona we time. We just shook hands here. I'll bump you up. I'll bump <laughs> There's the elbows. Above. There okay, you go. okay. But, Butterfly uh, hand <laughs> No, I'll be, I'll be next week. I'm, George is going on a quarantine at midnight tonight, so I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands next week. So I might even see if I can come out with two podcasts. Would you be up to do like a bonus one next week over the phone or something? I think I could do one. Okay. That sounds good. But all right, guys, listen, tune in. Uh, thank you. Stay safe. You know, don't forget the government's tyrannical, and we'll see you next and week. And don't eat bats. <laughs> yeah, don't eat bats. That's, that's another good point. We'll see you all next week, though.